Thank you for listening to the Highlights from Ukraine podcast. We've launched a Patreon page where you can support us and get access to some extra content about the wartime life in Ukraine. Our latest episode is about work in times of invasion. Link to the Patreon page is in the description to this episode. Thank you. My name is Artem, and here is the news. For 67 days, Ukraine defended itself against the Russian invasion. Evacuation of civilians started from the Azovstal steel plant in Mariupol yesterday, informed the President of Ukraine Volodymyr Zelensky. In his traditional video address, Zelensky said that for the first time there were two days of real ceasefire on this territory. More than 100 civilians have already been evacuated, women and children first of all. He added that given all the complexities of the process, the first evacuees will arrive in Zaporizhia on May 2nd. At the same time, the president hopes that more people will be evacuated after. Another stage of evacuation will start on May 2nd at 8 a.m. Zelensky thanked all those who participated in the preparation of this rescue operation. Ukraine's Deputy Prime Minister Irina Vereshchuk as the coordinator of this process, as well as the UN and the International Committee of the Red Cross, who joined the operation. The president stressed that Ukraine will continue to do everything to evacuate people from Mariupol. According to him, already more than 350,000 people were evacuated from the areas of hostilities. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, in an interview to the Italian media, called civilians who hide in an underground shelter of Azovstal in Mariupol, quote, officers of the Western military and mercenaries, unquote, reports Ukrainska Pravda. The Russian forces resumed heavy shelling of the Azovstal buildings with Ukrainian defenders in them right after the evacuation of the first group of civilians ended, reports Romaitske. The Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives Nancy Pelosi visited Kyiv together with the U.S. Congress delegation, reports Ukrainian service of Voice of America. Pelosi met President Volodymyr Zelensky and said that they came to salute his leadership and courage, to commend the Ukrainian people for their outstanding defense of democracy and to say that the U.S. will be with Ukraine until victory is won. The President expressed his gratitude to all partners who convey such important and powerful signals of support for Ukraine and the world by visiting Kyiv in these conditions and at such a difficult time. According to him, the site discussed topics of defense supplies, macro-financial assistance, sanctions policy and political cooperation with the United States. The General Staff of Ukraine informs that in the Donetsk region, the enemy is conducting offensive operations along almost the entire front line, reports Zerkalo Tizhnya. Near Liman, the Russian forces shell Ukrainian troops to oust them from their positions and create conditions for the attack on Slovyansk. In the neighboring Lugansk region, the Russian forces focused their main efforts on taking control of Rubizhne and preparing for the attack on Severodonetsk. In the Donetsk and Lugansk regions, defenders of Ukraine repulsed 10 enemy attacks yesterday, destroying two tanks, 38 armored and 10 military vehicles, as well as 17 enemy artillery systems. German Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock announced that official Berlin supports the EU's oil embargo against Russia, reports Ukrainska Pravda. According to the media, the EU plans to impose the Russian oil ban from 2023 and before that gradually impose restrictions on imports. At the same time, Hungary warned that it will veto any European proposal that would restrict energy imports from Russia. Poland announced that it will not support a peace agreement that would include the surrender of parts of Ukraine's territory to Russia, reports European Pravda. 
foreign policy advisor to the Polish president, stated that Warsaw is ready to play the role of guarantor in the framework of the ceasefire agreement with Russia, but only if it guarantees the territorial integrity of Ukraine and its independence, and is approved by Ukraine. We call on you to demand from governments of your countries to impose the toughest sanctions possible on Russia and its citizens to stop their invasion of Ukraine. Thank you.